27 to 24. Your final score as the Eagles fall to the Lions here in South Philadelphia. Welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico, Amy Campbell, Ike Reese. Ike, uh, two weeks in a row, a heartbreaker down to the last minute, down to the last drive for the Eagles. And once again, uh, they come up on, on the losing side of things. Yeah, I mean, this is a difficult game to digest. This one's going to hurt for a while. Uh, they play again Thursday, so they don't have long to let this game linger. But you're talking about another close game where, you know, you look at the early miscues in the game, and the Eagles going to look back on this game and say, we beat ourselves in this game. This, yeah. is, this is a disappointing loss at home for a team that you expect to play a lot better in their building. Yeah, a close loss like it was last week uh, on the road against the Falcons, but a very different type of game. Let's head out now to Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, Dave Spadaro standing by. Dave, you were on hand for this game. Uh, another roller coaster for the Eagles. What is your initial thoughts just as you're kind of processing what we've just seen unfold? Well, the Philadelphia Eagles fumbled, what, three times? Um, they were called three times for offensive pass interference. They came back in the third quarter and immediately let up a drive for a touchdown. They had a chance, amazingly, at the end after the blocked punt, uh, hurt themselves, first of all, with the block in the back penalty, a foolish penalty, and then moved the ball not a bit. Uh, and so this is what teams that are still trying to find themselves are like. Uh, they, as Ike said, you know, I mean, you've got to learn how to close out halves, which the Eagles did a very poor job of in the first half and then you've got to close out in the fourth quarter when you are gifted the football at midfield so i mean it's an extremely disappointing loss it's a critical loss that's now two losses in the nfc and uh, an opportunity once again late in the game where they couldn't put together a drive to get points on the board and so those are my initial thoughts it's it's a team that is really struggling to play the kind of football that everybody thought it would be able to play when this season began. And I know that there was no Deshaun Jackson, and I know that there was no Alshon Jeffrey, uh, and I know that Nelson, that uh, Dallas Goddard was at a, a, dropped a wide-open pass, another mistake. But I also see things like a pass rush that is not getting home. I see a team that just doesn't seem like it's faster, quicker, stronger than these other teams, particularly late in games. So it's very disappointing to be one and two, and there's just no time to lay around because the Green Bay Packers, a road trip coming in a matter of 72 hours. Dave, how do you think they get past the whole close game, the uh, planning, I mean, planning close games and being able to close out these football games? Most of the games in the National Football League are one possession games. And I think over the last 18 or 19 games, the record in those close games haven't been very good uh, for this football team. And I'm just trying to figure out, is it a mental block here that they, it seems like you get in these positions and we just don't seem to execute at our best late. Well, you know, I think what's interesting, Ike, is that you come out, you've got two timeouts left, you've got plenty of time on the clock, and there's no threat, it felt like, of the run game, right? It felt like the Eagles were going to drop back and throw the football. And when you don't have that multidimensional threat, it really makes it a little bit easier for the defense, right? I mean, the teams were, have been able here the last couple of weeks to pressure Carson. Uh, they have been able to cover on the outside. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside really hasn't shown the ability to separate. Uh, the Eagles are throwing the ball down the field to Darren Sproles, who had to push off uh, to create separation that happened right in front of me. So, you know, I, I think ultimately you want to have a balanced offense. you got to play with confidence. And I think the only way to overcome that, Ike, is to go out and win 
some of these late close games that the Eagles have just not been able to put away. And it's something that Carson Wentz, and I understand how it's going to work here on talk radio, social media, et cetera. Carson Wentz in position, very similar to last year, the Carolina game, unable to put points on the board. Plenty of time on the clock, great field position, defense on its heels. Eagles did nothing with it. David, as I look over uh, the, the stats here, the Eagles really dominated in every single category. Time of possession, yeah, red but, zone, third yeah, down. It, and it means nothing because they gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah. They fumbled the ball three times. Two of them, the Lions recovered and, and took short fields and put up two field goals. So, I mean, those stats are hollow statistics. They really don't mean anything. Time of possession, none of that stuff matters. What matters is that the Eagles were given an opportunity. Defense played well enough in the red zone to hold the Lions to two field goals after those uh, fumbles lost. And they're, they're, the special teams come up big at the end. The, the, the offense in the third quarter late there uh, puts a touchdown on the board. Eagles unable to sustain momentum. And this is what happens to teams that just haven't found their way in a particular season. Uh, costly mistakes cost them. Dave, uh, thanks so much for joining us, and I'm sure we'll be uh, hearing from you as uh, the week unfolds uh, from inside the locker room and how everybody's feeling in there. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. All right, Ike, let's get to your takeaways. Really, I mean, uh, great to hear from Dave on the field there and just kind of, you know, he said I was standing right there when I saw that offensive pass interference. Yeah. Just a lot of, um, you know, you can dominate the stat sheet, but costly mistakes and missed opportunities just can't get, that won't turn into a win in the NFL. Yeah, and that's my first takeaway from the game, Amy. When you look at these three games, this team continues to get off to somewhat of a slow start. I know they got three points on the opening drive. That was certainly great to see, but then it was it was a tough sled and after that, you talk, Dave mentioned the fumbles. You can't have fumbles. I mean, drop passes, right? You give up a kickoff return for a touchdown. These are things that you can't do if you want to win in the NFL. It makes it a much tougher road for you to tow to to, to overcome when you constantly shoot yourself in the foot. Three offensive pass interferences. I mean, listen, we don't like when the calls. When was the last time you saw a game that had three Never. offensive pass interferences? I, I, I can't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember. It and, doesn't happen that often. And you can say they're judgment calls, but two of the three were questionable, yeah. right? But it could have gone either way. They decided to call them. Once you get your arms extended from the body, it basically gives the official an excuse to call a push off there. Having two on Mac and then that last one on Darren Sproles, obviously hurt because those are drive stallers and that's what that's what that what what happened and you know for them to even find themselves in this game late was a surprise especially the way the defense play and then you talk about Carson's performance right we're going to always look at how the quarterback performs and it was an up and down day for Carson the way it has been in the first three games you know a lot of meaningless yards in between the 20s not necessarily putting points on the board and he's not getting help when he needs to help guys dropping passes you can't have that but Dave mentioned you get the ball twice late in the game with an opportunity to take your team down the field that's what you want. That's what Carson is built to do. That's why they pay you franchise-type money. He, he's going to learn his career. That's how you're going to be judged, fairly or unfairly. That's what's going to happen. In, in the last two weeks, Carson has had an opportunity, not by himself, obviously, but had the opportunity with the ball in his hands to put his team in position, either win the game or, or at least tie the game. And the Eagles are sitting at one and two right now. And then I look at, you know, that block punt, I mean, that block field goal, that was huge. Wow. That was yeah. huge, right? You find yourself. I mean, we were screaming in here. Yeah, just, you find yourself yeah. with an opportunity late in the game to steal this game. Mm -hmm. You know, to steal this game away from the Lions. 
And even when you do something great, great job from Malcolm Jenkins blocking that punt. That was an awesome recovery from Rasul Douglas, the return. Then you get a pointless block in the back. Mm -hmm. You get a pointless block in the back where you put, instead of just your team having the ball, I believe, down in the red zone. Yeah, they were at the, about at the 20. Because yeah. I thought he was going to score uh, on that return. Instead of that, you're back at the 50-yard line starting that drive there, and it makes it that much more difficult for your offense where you had uh, at least a guaranteed field goal attempt um, once you, your offense gets on the field after that fumble recovery and the return, now you have to get into field goal position and you're forcing these receivers to have to make plays. And what Detroit did there, Amy, is they weren't going to let you throw the ball to Zach Ertz. Nope. They were taken away. No, I mean, he was pretty much taken out of the equation. Yeah. Right, especially on that final drive. So now you need Mac Hollins who had an opportunity to catch the ball, couldn't come up with it. Now, obviously, these aren't easy plays to be made, but this is the National Football League. Well, and that's what you really saw Matt Patricia do with his defense. It's yeah. like you said, take away Zach Ertz and force the younger, less experienced guys to be the ones to make plays. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Matt Hollins, Matt Hollins and, um, and Dallas Goddard there. Yeah. And you could really see, uh, you know, all the talent in the world, but you could see kind of that inexperience take over a little bit for those guys. And, and this is the big time, and this is when you got to step up and make plays. You know, those young guys did a great job filling in last week in a tough situation, but they knew they were going to be counted on today. And when you're playing with a guy like Carson, he's not going to force the ball. You don't want him forcing the ball into Zach Ertz. So he has to trust the other guys on the team and spread the ball around. And that's what you saw on that final drive is that Detroit said, you're not going to beat us with your two best receivers. If your young guys catch the ball, great. If they don't, then we go off the field as winners. And that's what happened. Let's talk about that Lions uh, kickoff return for the touchdown, 100 yards all the way to the house r yeah. to really set the tone in this game. How, what did you see on that play? Like, how did that even happen? Oh, guys not getting <laughs> off blocks. Guys not getting off blocks. You know, the Lions did a great job of setting up this return, but there were a few guys in place if you just shared the block and, and go make the tackle. So guys still leaning on blocks, not being able to get off the blocks. And I don't know if they were surprised he brought the ball out or that he's returning because you rarely get kickoff returns in this league anymore. And It's it's harder than it's ever been. It, it, exactly. And the Eagles, I can't even remember the last time they gave up a kickoff return. Dave Phipps is one of the best special teams coaches in the NFL, and you just don't typically see his units give up big returns like that. But that when you're, when you're not playing well, that's, that's what happens. You find different ways to, to beat yourselves or to get beat. I think I, when you say to beat yourself, to me, that's what kind of, you know, encapsulates this game. We were talking with Dave just about the statistics. And like I said, the Eagles really dominating every single category. And even looking at the penalties, I mean, four penalties for 30 yards. That's not the worst that you've heard, but it's the timing of those and things. three of them offensive pass interference. That, right, which is so weird. And it's yeah. it's the, the timing of those things that sometimes it costs you a lot and sometimes it doesn't cost you as much. And today it was very bad timing and very costly penalties for the Eagles. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, not to make any type of excuse. You, know, you, ne you never want to blame officials uh, for your play out there. You know, so they're going to be calls that go against you and they're going to be calls that go in your favor. You just have to play through those things the Eagles had opportunities yeah. you know I tell you Carson that last throw to J.J. Ortega Whiteside probably wishes he put another yard or two on that throw to give him a legit opportunity to catch that there may have gotten the defender may have gotten a fingertip on it yeah. but that's still a play that you go up as a big guy and he was brought here as a 50-50 guy you, you you pull that in you find a way to pull that in and 
that's really what's that, what, what you saw a couple years ago when this team was rolling was that they got contributions from everyone. You know, it just wasn't this guy or that guy. Um, I can remember that year they had three receivers, well, if you include the tight end, with at least eight touchdowns that year. So that means the ball is being spread around. And right now, the others aren't necessarily stepping up and contributing. They, they, they are going to need to make some plays. You're going to be without Alshon possibly and Deshaun in this next game as well. So you're going to be relied upon. And until these guys start coming up with the plays at the right time, we're going to be looking at, at games like this. Yeah. Uh, are we? Did we finish your takeaways? Did you get through all three of them? I did. We did. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's go to Merrill, Kim, and let's see uh, what Merrill and Mike, how the game was for them. Let's take it away. Back goes Wentz. He steps up. He's looking. He starts to run. He's across the 15, the 10, the 5. He dives. And he is. Let's see. Do they say his knee? They have yep. not given a touchdown signal. I think his one. knee stops at the 1. A 19-yard run by Carson Wentz. Howard, the tailback. They give it to Howard, and he walks in for the touchdown. Jordan Howard with his first NFL touchdown as a Philadelphia Eagle gets a great block from Alex Ellis. Play action. Stafford back. He steps up. He lets it fly, and it's incomplete. Marvin Jones was open on the near sideline, and flying across the field was Malcolm Jenkins, and he deflected it off of its target. Empty backfield. Third and five. Ball on the Lions, 20. Can the Eagles move the chains right here? Wentz back. Wentz looking. Wentz fires, he completes it, and spinning his Aguilar at the 10. Breaks the tackle. He's in for the touchdown. That's what he does. That's what he does, and the ball remained in his grasp. This is an outstanding job of catching the football, securing it by Nelson Aguilar. And it's third and goal from the two. Wentz takes it. He's rolling. He looks. He fires. Touchdown. Penalty flag thrown as it goes to Aguilar, who goes in untouched. Ball is spotted. The kick is blocked. It's blocked. It's picked up by the Eagles. Running with the football. Running is Douglas. Douglas on his feet. Douglas still running with the football. And finally, the Eagles have him down. He's down outside the 20. There's a late penalty flag on the field, but what an outstanding job of getting a hand on the football. On the field goal, I think it's Malcolm Jenkins. It Who is. Malcolm block? Jenkins. I, I think Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins gets a hand it. on the ball. Okay, Fran Duffy joining us now on the postgame show presented by Rico. Fran, a lot to unpack from this one, and it really comes down to, like we were saying, a few uh, costly mistakes for the Eagles. What are you looking to see as you're going in there breaking down the film? Well, I think ultimately from an X and O standpoint, and you know, we talked about it on the kickoff show. Ike, you and I talked about it throughout the game. I thought they did a good job of scheming things up from an X and O standpoint to beat man coverage. We saw it and we saw it vertically, we saw it in the red zone, we saw it in the middle of the field. They did a lot of really good things to get receivers open, but as you guys have talked about, I mean, you had, what was it, seven drops, they said on the broadcast. You had three OPIs. You had two fumbles. You had the penalties that were untimely that cost you on both sides of the ball, not just on offense, but, you know, that deep, look, we lose the game by three points. 
you know, Akeem Spence jumps offside on third and goal. That gives him another shot. Carryon Johnson jumps into the end zone for a touchdown. That could have been a field goal. That's four points we just gave him right there. That's one play, four points. So, you know, to, the, to me, there were costly penalties on both sides. Uh, just a game that, look, the, a lot of things that you can look at. Whenever you have a game like this, and I'm going to write this tomorrow <laughs> as I write it every single time there's a close loss, whenever you have a close loss, there are going to be plays on both sides We say, if this had gone the other way, we'd be, having, we'd be talking about a different thing right now. And that's why they play the game. Yes. Let's talk about the Eagles' defense a little bit. Still not any sacks in this game. Uh, we, it's kind of been a theme throughout this week that they haven't been able to get the pressure on the quarterback the way that the, uh, their reputation suggests that they have. Mm. What did you see from that front um, and just that battle in the trenches when it comes to the Eagles' defense? Yeah, it, sometimes it is tough to tell off the TV just to say, okay, yeah. what exactly did they do? Because even last week, I thought we, we had that conversation is, oh, they couldn't get to Matt Ryan. But then you go back and you watch the film and you say, well, look, they did a really good job with scheming things up from the screen game, like you know this, uh, to negate the pass rush yeah. screen game play action misdirection and then three-step you know three-step quick ball uh, balls getting out uh, the Eagles actually held Matt Ryan to under 50% completion in the three-step passing game they were able to disrupt him they just couldn't get home and finish for sacks so I think ultimately going back and watching this film tomorrow Amy I'm glad you asked me the question because yeah. that will be something I'm looking at it did seem like that there was a lot of chipping and Ultimately, at the end of the day, the, co the coaches know they want more pass rush. They'd like to get more production because sacks are important. They don't tell the whole story when it comes to the pass rush, but uh, ultimately you still want to be able to get those sacks because they do result in negative plays, st stop drives, things of that nature. But uh, ultimately, I, I can't say that, oh, yeah, man, the pass rush was terrible tonight. I think ultimately you want to look at it and say, okay, what did Detroit do? What did the Eagles not do? Then we can kind of come to, say, to some kind of summary on the back end. Of well, and even just being able to affect the quarterback. The Eagles had four tackles for a loss in this game. Matt Stafford completed only 56.3% exactly. of his passes, 201 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Not a great day for Matt Stafford. Yeah, I'll tell you what else they got. You got to get off the field on third down. Yeah, oh, yeah. I no thought question. early in the game, Detroit converting third downs, and we know that pass rushing can I, be... I'm going to let you finish in a minute, but Coach is already at the podium, yeah. so we're going to check in and hear what he has to say about this. Ball twice late in that game. Were there any play calls you take back, or did you like the plan you had there? No, I wouldn't take any back. Um, we understood exactly what they were doing. They, they obviously uh, were putting pressure with, um, you know, two guys on Zach and trying to eliminate him. And then we had one-on-ones across the board. Um, and, uh, you know, it just great defense to, uh, by them, you know, and um, it's a good learning experience for our guys. Second week in a row, play here, play there kind of game. Did you worry about the, this being a deflating kind of thing? I mean, both these games last two weeks were right there if – if, if. Yeah, no, I mean, these guys, it's a good group. Um, talked about it after uh, after the game. I mean, uh, you know, um, this is this is not this is not a defining, you know, moment for our season at all. Again, only three games in, but uh, we got to get some things fixed. We know that. Um, and uh, we're working on a short week this week. I'm watching one of those things, the pass rush, another game where you guys weren't able to get to yeah, I mean, that's something we got to look at, um, generating a pass rush, uh, whether with four, five, six, whatever it is. But, um, you know, guys battled, hung in there. We had opportunities to, you know, make some plays on the ball down the field, didn't do it. Um, but, listen, there's enough to go around in this football game. You know, um, offense, you know, untimely penalties, uh, fumbles, you know, um, drive killers, you know, on offense that kept us from, from scoring. Um, but uh, kickoff return for a touchdown, um, you know, defense 
not getting off the field on third down, some third key third down. I mean, it's just there's enough to go around. You just can't point your finger to one thing. I know most of you had two skill guys. And Dallas was backed up. Um, with Carson, though, there seemed like there were a bunch of drops in this game. What do you do to make sure he doesn't get discouraged about the players he has with him? We just keep battling, keep fighting, go to work tomorrow, short week. Um, you know, uh, got a lot of confidence in the players, and uh, we just gotta, we just gotta keep working. Doug Miles had those two fumbles on the one drive, and it looked like he came back and uh, played pretty well, I guess, after that. What, what's your assessment of him in this game? Did you talk to him after uh, those two fumbles? Uh, we just, uh, you know, just told him, hey, we got a lot of confidence in him. Still got a lot of trust in him, and, and kept him, kept him out there. I mean, it's the only way you gotta, you know, have trust and confidence in a player is to keep him, you know, keep him out there and keep playing and. Uh, I thought he, you know, sort of rebounded from those in the second half. Had a couple of nice runs. The kickoff returns, obviously, were good, and um, just a learning a learning moment for for a young running back. And in, in games like this, um, you know, we know we got to take care of the ball. Every game is important, as you said many times. You're going on the road against a tough team, short week. Specter, if you didn't pull it out of being one and three in a tough division race, does this magnify things a little bit this week? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we're in a we're in a situation where you know we're, we've we've dropped two of these NFC games, you know, here back to back, and we're going on the road again to a you know another tough road environment, a team that I think won today, and um, it's going to be a challenge. You know, it's a challenge, but we're excited for it. We're looking forward to the opportunity, and we just got to go to work tomorrow. What's the reason for the drops, from your perspective? I mean, drops drops can be a number of things. It could be uh, one player lack of focus. You just you know, turn your head, turn your eyes. Um, meaning you just got to concentrate all the way through to the catch, through the tuck. Um, if it's a contested catch, obviously you got to be strong to the ball. Um, you know, you look at where the ball is, is the accuracy of the quarterback. I mean, there's there's things that can, can factor into that. But um, today it was probably more on the focus part of it, you know. Just got to just gotta secure the ball. Coach, with a third straight week, you guys have fallen behind in the game. And how, how much of a strain does it put on an offense constantly have to kind of come back from behind. What do you do to address it going forward? Well, I mean, you know, we would love to be ahead, but but we have a lot of confidence in our offense, um, and and to be able to put us back in a, in a position to, to win these games. And, and we were there again. You know, uh, the last two weeks we've had opportunity. Um, just got to look at everything. You know, we, we got trust in our players. Um, you know, defense had some some nice stops. You know, late in this game, obviously uh, we had the the block field goal for. An opportunity there, so um, yeah, a lot of trust in our guys, and we just gotta we gotta execute a little bit better. Sanders had his head almost ripped off. Um, there was no flag on a play. Did the officials give you an ex- explanation why they didn't call anything on that? Um, you know, not going to get into a whole lot of that, but uh, it appeared on the field that it might have been a might have been a face mask, but uh, it's it's hard to. Um, it's hard to see, you know. I mean, the game's so fast, and and, uh, and sometimes too where the hand is. Um, it, it could still pull a helmet off, um, but uh, we just got to look at the tape and, and see what happens. Going forward, fourth and eight uh, late when you're holding three timeouts and the two in a morning coming. Coin flip of a call, or what was your thoughts there? Yeah, it, you know, situational right there. Um, just going ahead and going forward with the three timeouts. I could use them on defense, obviously, and, and uh, we knew they were probably going to run the ball, you know, in that situation. and, and Got him to kick the field goal, and you know it, it worked in our favor. But uh, um, we didn't capitalize on the other end. When you got the ball at midfield uh, after the blocked field goal, 
must have been tremendous momentum and, and motion, and it just didn't seem like uh, you know nobody was open. There was nothing. Yeah, it was, it was it was hard. I mean, what they were, you know, man coverage, you know, putting pressure with three guys and just, you know, a lot of double teams across the board with Zach and Nelly, and uh, it's a lot of bodies back there to try to try to fit the ball in. Um, but uh, credit them. I mean, it was a good defense, and uh, you know, we'll take a look at it and, and make our changes. On the kickoff return touchdown, what was the error there? Um, well, I, again, until I really see the film and see what happened, it just appeared like we got we got stuck on blocks on the backside and the ball bounced outside, uh, which can't happen, and, and, and obviously touchdown. Is there one mistake that will kind of haunt you a little bit from the whole team in this game? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, you'd love to have the kickoff return, you know, back, obviously there, um, you know, and, and, and offensively. Um, we had a couple untimely, you know, OPIs that uh, were big plays in the game. That could have been big plays, even the one with Darren, you know, late in the game. Plays like that, you know, we, we've got to fix, we've got to correct, because those are obviously game, you know, plays that can help us win these games. How do you think Carson played? Thought he played well. Thought he played well. He, uh, we did some things this game that, you know, give him some opportunities to make some calls at the line of scrimmage based on what they what they presented, and uh, he managed that extremely well. Uh, played well, played tough, um, made some great throws. Uh, thought, he, thought he played well. Okay, thank you. This is not a defining moment for our season, according to head coach Doug Peterson. Um, a lot of interesting stuff there in that uh, press conference. Uh, I appreciated how he called, uh, you know, some of those things on offense drive killers that yep. kept us from scoring. Also emphasizing. There's not really anyone to point the finger at. There is enough blame to go around. Um, any takeaways from Coach's press conference? Yeah, I mean, I, I like his demeanor. You know, yeah. straightforward. Obviously, um, they have another game coming up in a few days, so you can't allow this loss to linger very much. You know, prior, prior to this game, right, I, I, you know, we do talk radio and talk about who has more pressure on them coming into this game. Well, it wasn't about pressure as much as who needed to really come up. And I thought Doug, you know, Doug was the guy that I chose. I thought he came out with a great game plan. I thought he had some stuff designed yep. to get these young guys open. When you're down men and you don't have your best talent available to you, you have to sort of scheme your way open for some things. And the plays were there. The plays were there. Sometimes Carson didn't have enough time to get the ball to the right people. And then even when he did, you had seven drops today. You can't have seven drops. You can't have costly penalties in areas where either it stalls your drive, sends you backwards, third and 15, third and 20 when you have a first down picked up, or extend a drive when you jump off sides on third down, and next play they score a touchdown on yep. it. Those are the things that will have a coach up all night pulling his hair out because those are the things that you just don't account for. You don't know when those things are going to happen. Yeah, so Fran, uh, interesting point there. We knew that there was going to be some changes on offense with the personnel. We knew that Deshaun Jackson was going to be out. Alshon questionable. Goddard questionable, but did uh, was able to play. But we talked all week about how the staff was going to have uh, a week to prepare for this on offense, unlike last week. From a game plan standpoint, mistakes aside, how would you evaluate the way they went into this matchup? Yeah, I mean, look, they, the plays were there. Yeah. As I said, it, the plays were there to be made. And if you go and you see these guys were wide open. They did a great job of attacking man 
man coverage in a number of different spots. I mean, the Nelson Aguilar touchdown in the third quarter, I'm going to be breaking it down in the next block of the show, yeah. so make sure you stay tuned after the commercial for that. Uh, to me, like that was one of the that was a very well designed play. It's one of their hallmark plays to beat man coverage, and it worked really, really well. The play to Miles Sanders down the seam in the fourth quarter, huge play in the game that helped. Uh, that was a great way to attack their man coverage scheme. I mean, they did a lot of different things that were really, you know, Nelson's second touchdown after that Miles Sanders play. Great execution of a play to beat man coverage. They did a lot of really good things. Dallas Goddard's play in the, in the red zone. That was the drop on the corner route. Ooh. The plays were very it well schemed. It because it was such a beautiful – I mean, just that the was – The ball was great. The call was incredible. The throw was incredible. Everything was there. Wide open. I mean, it was – They yeah, got to finish. They have to play. figure out how to finish these plays. And to yeah. me, like, Doug's – the term of drive killers, I mean, that's, yeah. that's exactly what they are. And Ike said it perfectly. If you have a – if it's first and ten or it's second and ten and you have an offensive PI, now what are you looking at? You're looking yeah. at third and way too long yeah. to try and convert. And I even thought Doug made a commitment to the run game today. Yeah, they absolutely. ran the ball 30 attempts, almost 30 attempts yeah. today with the running backs. And if you don't have the fumbles, maybe Miles Sanders gets the ball a little bit more yeah. than, than the carries that he had. They were running the ball well. Yeah. They just shot themselves in the foot. Yep. Yeah, uh, Carson had a couple rushes as well. Four players rushed, 30 attempts, like you said, 127 yards and a touchdown. So a commitment to balancing things out. Uh, Fran, uh, I wanted to ask you about your key to the game, beat man coverage. Mm. I mean that's exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, up. I mean they they did it. They, yeah. they they beat the man coverage. Right. We just couldn't be couldn't finish beating the ball. I mean we beat the ball up too much. We put the ball on the ground way too often, and so that that's a killer. It's something that it's very very hard to overcome. It's a, it's a, like turnovers and the fact that it completely kills your momentum. It completely deflates drives. So when you look uh, at these drops, that's going to be something that and it's not just the receivers. The tight ends had some. The running backs had some out of the backfield. It's the same thing with those penalties. I mean it's. The blame is very evenly parsed out uh, in this game. Yeah. So the Eagles actually started fast today. They yeah. got some points in the first quarter for drive. the first time this season, but at the same time have been trailing at half in all three games this season. Where, if you're Doug Peterson, what are you going? Oh, and uh, Carson is coming to the podium, so let's hear what he has to say. Every chance possible to pull this one out. So Yeah, it is frustrating. You know, it's it's the National Football League. You know, you got a couple chances within each game that kind of make or break the ball game. And, uh, you know, we had the ball at the end of the game, chance to win, and uh, we came up short. So uh, it's obviously frustrating, but, you know, we got a, we got a quick turnaround, so we got to look at our, look ourselves in the mirror, um, see where we can get better, and uh, come out flying on Thursday. Carson, you got off to, the, to a really good start in the first quarter. What was different leading up to this week that maybe might have played into that? Um, I don't think many things different. You know, I think we were able to come out um, early and, and put something together. You know, we had a lot of the tempo stuff going, and uh, guys were flying off the ball and making plays. So uh, that was good to see. And then, obviously, we just kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little bit early on there after that. So uh, we got to be better. i got to be better, and uh, we'll learn from it. The last two drives, Carson, uh, when you have a chance to, to go down and get a touchdown to win, what, how could you have been better? Um, I mean, I love to, love to get in the end zone. At the end of the day, get in the end zone. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and look at the tape. You know, there's a lot of things going on within those plays and, and no huddle communicating and everything. So, um, you know, I'm going to go have to really go take a hard look and see where I can be better personally. But um, like I said earlier, super frustrating to have a shot like that um, and, and to come up short the way we did. What was the feeling like after Malcolm's blocked field goal? What were you tell the guys? I mean, everyone was... Uh, everyone was staying positive. You know, everyone was pretty optimistic. We just needed, you know, uh, I don't know what it was, 20 yards to, to be in field goal range and, and try and go win the ball game first and foremost. And uh, obviously, we, we didn't get that done. Did, did you feel like you, you guys were 
executing for the most part and moving the ball. It just seemed like you know the turnovers and, and the drop pass here or there. Is yeah. That what it felt like? Yeah, again, I, I got to watch the tape a little bit, but I do know, you know, earlier, early on, I thought we were moving the ball well. You know, we shot ourselves in the foot a few times, and um, then down the stretch, we just didn't make the plays uh, and execute the way we know we can uh, when it really mattered. So that's frustrating, but like I said, we got to move on. I know you guys are missing your top two receivers, but the drops, from your perspective, uh, how difficult is that for a quarterback? Yeah, it's part of the game. You know, guys are going to drop passes. We're going to put the ball on the ground. I'm going to throw picks. We're going to miss reads. Things happen. Guys make mistakes. And uh, anytime, you know, somebody makes a, you know, drops a pass or something like that, I make sure I go right up to them, tell them it's coming their way the next time. Um, and, and just try and keep building them up, stay positive. It, again, it's frustrating. No one wants to make mistakes, but uh, there's nothing you can really do about it and just uh, keep building those guys up. What was your what, what was the play call on the, the last play the one to JJ what was your what was your first read um, there was a couple there was a crossing route and another crossing route and then he was outside uh, running the post so um, yeah we were able to uh, get get a one on one matchup and you know tried to find something inside and, and gave him a shot and we just didn't make the play was the play much different I wouldn't say dr- drastically you know obviously. You know, when you have a guy like Deshaun, you know, the, the shot plays are, are usually a little more involved. But um, I think guys really rallied around each other and, and Mac and JJ and, and, you know, using Miles out of the backfield a little bit this week. Um, you know, just being creative with how we can create mismatches and everything. So uh, I'm really confident in the game plan. I thought we executed for the most part uh, pretty well. We just came up short. You mentioned, you mentioned going back to a guy after he drops it or something goes wrong. That happened to one of the drives earlier in the game and Miles fumbled once, got it back, and then fumbled again. Does that, do you make a, a more concerted effort to go talk to him? Like, you know, what do you, how do you kind of handle a situation like that? Yeah. I mean, that was obviously within the drive, so I don't, I don't really know what to, to speak on that. Uh, he knows that's something he's, he's got to work on. We all got to be better, and uh, you know, I'm not going to address too, too much into that. Carson Dallas was out there a little bit, but he was really limited. Yeah. Late game call. All those guys and Deshaun and Allshot, did that affect the game planning? Why there were so many empty sets and, and try to catch him off guard? With- um, I think it had a lot to do with what Detroit liked to do on film. You know, I think we we saw where we could you know attack and do some different things. And um, again, I thought we executed it okay. Could have been better. You know, I'll go back and watch the tape and see where we can improve. But um, I think it just had a lot to do with what Detroit likes to do on defense. It's really early, obviously, but you guys have a tough turnaround here. It's a team that's three zero. So yeah. What's the urgency like right now? Obviously, it's a high urgency. Um, you know, coming off of two losses, first and foremost, but we got a game on Thursday. You know, I, sometimes I think that's crazy how fast we got to turn around, but, um, you know, no one feels bad for us. We don't feel bad for ourselves. We're going to get back to work right away uh, tomorrow morning and, uh, you know, be full speed ahead for Green Bay. Is it, is it good to have that quick turnaround, would you say? Uh, um, I mean, you could argue it either way, you know, honestly. We're, we're going we're gonna to flush this one down, and, uh, move on, and, and, again, just see where we can improve it and make, make the plays that we left out here uh, today. Last week you talked a lot about how frustrated you were. There were a lot of frustrating parts of that game uh, that were out of your control. What is your uh, level of frustration after a loss like this? Um, you know, the biggest thing for me is just, you know, having a chance to win late in the game, uh, you know, with those two drives and coming up short. Um, it, it's, it's really frustrating, and, um, it's it's something that we got to we got to be better. I got to be better. 
And, uh, you know, again, hats off to Detroit. You know, they, they did a good job late in the game and, and kind of, you know, doing some different things to throw us off, and uh, we just didn't get it done. What kind of things were they doing differently? Uh, they just did some different coverage things with, you know, doubling Ertz and doing some different things and um, then not doubling Ertz and doing some different things. So, um, again, just hats off to, to, to them, and, and they played a good ball game. Doug had mentioned Darius Slay. It's a big part of their defense. Were you aware when he went down, tweaked his hamstring? Is that something? Yeah. You say you got to go after that side. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we were aware right away. You know, we took a shot to Mac the next play uh, down the sideline, and we just didn't make it. They called the offense pass interference. But, um, yeah, we were aware. And, and Darius is a great player. He's a great player. means a lot to that defense. But, uh, again, hats off to, to those guys. They had a good good game plan for us. You, you mentioned getting Miles out, out wide. Is that simply because of the speed? Is he you know, a fairly good route runner for being a rookie? Like, what, why put him out there? Yeah, I mean, it came down to Miles getting scrolls out there. We had Jordan Howard out there. It was just a lot of, um, again, what we saw on tape and maybe creating some mismatches. And obviously, Miles is an explosive guy. So you, you can get the ball in his hand. You saw him catch that, that seam ball out of the backfield. And um, he's an explosive guy and creates some mismatches with some linebackers. So we try to use that uh, as best we can. You know, the three offensive pass interference penalties, I mean, have you seen that before in a game where it's kind of been called that way? Um, I mean, obviously that stuff happens in a ball game. Um, they're tough. It's hard to say whether they were or weren't. Um, little little ticky tack calls here and there. But uh, again, I didn't I didn't get a good look at either of them or any of them. So uh, it's frustrating, especially when you have a big play and it's called offense pass interference, and uh, obviously puts you in a, in a really tough spot. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Again, I didn't get a good look at it, so I'm not going to speak on uh, what I thought of the call or anything. But uh, it's definitely tough because, it, like I said, puts you in a tough situation. The last start of JJ down by the goal line on the fourth down. Uh, what did you see on that? Uh, would you like to let a little bit further? How did you see that play? Yeah, again, he was um, kind of the third option in just that progression and everything. And, um, you know, just tried to give him, give him a shot. You know, obviously wish I would have completed it, got the ball maybe out there a little further. Um, again, I didn't get a great look at that one either. But, um, yeah, we just, we just didn't make the play. And uh, we will next time. Okay. Thank you, guys. QB1 taking responsibility and showing some excellent leadership there, saying, look, it's super frustrating. We have to be better. I have to be better. And I love to see that from him after he played a really solid game all around, taking the responsibility on himself. And look, saying after these guys, after these drops, I make it a point to go up to these guys and say, the next one's coming to you. I think that is that's a solid foundation that you build a team on with a quarterback with that kind of leadership. Completely agree. I mean, that's what the type of that's the type of leader you want leading your franchise and not surprised Carson Wentz um, is a guy that when things aren't going well around him or players may not be playing up to their best he is a guy that wants to uplift everyone he's the guy that wants to encourage everyone that they'll do better the next time around so uh, I'm not surprised at that and I'm pretty sure in that locker room uh, he's going around to every guy making sure they realize it's a lot of football left to be played I know it hurts today one and two headed to Green Bay Thursday night Things don't look good, but this is also a time when teams can pull themselves together. This is a championship married team. They have a lot of that DNA still here, and uh, it starts at the top with Doug. He's not going to panic. So um, this team will rally. They'll bounce back. It looks tough right now, and it, it hurts right now, as it should hurt. And uh, But these guys, there's a lot of football left to play, and he needs to keep his spirits up because they take their cues from him. This is not
not the time to be pointing fingers. This is not the time to be making excuses. This is the time to get back to the drawing board and get ready to go do the unthinkable, which is go out the Lambeau field and figure out a way to come out of there with a W. Look, I have to say as well, when it, when it comes to Carson's growth, I have really seen a big difference in him through these first couple of games this season, and yeah. especially his demeanor at the podium and in those tough moments. Uh, you know, he always has been a guy who has said the right things, but he really seems like he has taken a, a different type of ownership, and it's almost this, like, he knows who he is a lot more, and he's much more comfortable with leaving it all out there. So I've really noticed uh, that uh, growth from him as well. Um, of course, we already heard from Coach Doug Peterson uh, tonight in his press conference, but Mike Quick was able to go one-on-one -on -one with the head coach after this one. So let's take a look at what Coach had to say in this interview. Coach, going into this game, you know Matt Patricia's type of defense. They want to take away what you do best. Taking away Zach Ertz, what was your plan going in? Yeah, we felt uh, that that's what they were going to do, and, and so we were ready. We had we had Nelly ready. Obviously, we had Mac Hollins ready to go, and we felt like we had some matchups out there that we could we could take advantage of. And it, it, you know, the other thing too, we didn't know if, if Dallas Goddard was going to be available. It was a kind of a game time decision, and yeah. and we'd already kind of put our game plan together. But um, you know, we had a couple opportunities there. We just we just got to we just got to do better down the field with uh, with focused catches. We got to make sure we secure the football, hang on to the football. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff was just self inflicted. Um, um, it's a good team, but at the same time, you know, I felt like that uh, we were our own worst enemy today. You're usually pretty calm when you go into the locker room at halftime. Were you able to keep that calm given all the mistakes that they made early in the football game? Yeah, and that was the message to the team was just, listen, guys, we, we just settle down and just, just focus on us and, and, and quit, you know, shooting ourselves, you know, in the foot. Uh, you know, things could turn out in our favor, and, and we had some of that in the second half, but we just didn't make enough of these plays. Uh, and, and really it boils down to just us and, and what we do and, and uh, making sure we're, we're focused in on every play and, uh, and trusting our guys and putting them in uh, situations to, to be successful. You go out in the second half and you're down 10, but there wasn't a sense of urgency. You called the play the game the way you called it earlier in the game. Um, how do you stay in that moment? I think you just trust your players, and, and we, did, we had a lot of confidence on offense. Um, you know, got back to running the football a little bit. We had some success doing that. Uh, over four yards, I think, in attempt today, rushing the ball. So that 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 was going to be a big part of this. And the play action pass world uh, really opened up some things down the field. And and uh, you know, just stay with the game plan. It was it was ten points, but at the same time, we knew we just needed one stop on defense. I, the offense got in the end zone, got us back, and and we felt like we were in good shape. Young guy like Miles Sanders, how do you keep him up when he has those those? fumbles and those mistakes that he made early uh you know we just got to continue we just got to keep talking with him um you know we keep putting him in a football game and we trust him and you know we can't get down on him because he's yep. still a good player he's a dynamic player and he's going to be a good player in this league so uh we, we just keep we just keep putting him in there and um you know it, it's growing pains but uh, he'll learn from it and he'll be better now how do you handle this short week got to go out to green bay on wednesday for a thursday night game how do you handle this short week with your with your well guys? when you look big picture you know we've lost the last two you know uh, nfc games yep. um this is a third nfc game coming up so from that standpoint big picture you know it's sort of a, a game that we need we need to we need to take care of business and go on the road and, and and try to win this football game but at the same time we're also one and two and we need to win this football game so you know for many reasons it's a it's you know, i say it's a must win but it's a it's a game that uh we've got to we've we've got to focus in this week short week we've got to go on the road and uh, and try to get this one in green back all right coach good luck thursday night thank you yep.
Unwavering confidence in his team, according to Doug Peterson, which, of course, is what you want to see. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, Brand Duffy with his Rico review. You're not going to want to miss his film breakdown of a top play from this game. On the other side of this break, we'll be right back. Meet the Wawa Hoagies. Every hoagie is made for you with delicious ingredients on a freshly baked Amoroso roll. Try one today, like a toasty cheesesteak, a mouth-watering meatball, or an Italian hoagie. Every one made just how you like it. So now that you've been introduced, stop by and get a fresh, delicious hoagie today. Gotta have a Wawa. Wawa is the official hoagie of the Philadelphia Eagles. prosper most when we help others. We respect that because at Santander Bank, respect adds up. Come see what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher, like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce, including organic. And our butchers cut our USDA choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Shop on game day and save 5% at Acme when wearing your Eagles apparel. You're watching the postgame show presented by Rico and Eagles wide receiver Nelson Aguilar two touchdown performance in today's loss to the Lions. His second two touchdown game in his career and that first one in the third quarter looked like it was straight out of a video game. That is the subject of today's Rico review. Fran Duffy is going to break it down for us. Take a look. The last time the Eagles faced a Matt Patricia defense was just about 19 months ago, and that was Super Bowl 52, February 4th, 2018, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Let's take a look at one of their biggest plays from that game, one of the best play calls that they had. They ran it a bunch of times in that game in the win over New England, the mesh play. And what constitutes a mesh play? Well, you're going to have three crossing routes over the middle of the field, and these are the three crossing routes that you're going to see involved here from the Eagles. You've got... Nelson Aguilar from one side, he's going to run the underneath crosser. He is going to be the primary receiver for Carson Wentz. After that, you've got Zach Ertz running the second one, and he's going to run the second crossing route. He is the second in the progression for Carson Wentz. Then right here, you've got Matt Collins. He's going to run this route right here that's going to put him right over the ball. That becomes the third route in the progression. A lot of stuff going on there for Carson Wentz. But the one thing you're going to check, usually this running back, is going to be in the backfield next to Carson somewhere. Here, he's in the slot. This is an empty set. He's going to run this wheel route. You remember that long catch that Corey Clement had in the Super Bowl. It was off this play. The reason why it doesn't go to Darren Sproles here, here's the man coverage defender over Darren Sproles. He very easily is able to work over the top of this. So Carson Wentz gets off of that. Now you have to get to the progression. So we're going to let this run for a sec, and you're going to see exactly what Carson sees. The Detroit Lions are in man coverage, and mesh is great against man. Why? Because you're going to create a lot of traffic 
in the middle of the field here. This is Nelson Aguilar running that shallow cross. This is the defender in charge of covering him. That's Justin Coleman, a former Patriot here in Detroit. Look at all this garbage that he's got to try and work through to try and catch Nelson Aguilar. It's not going to happen. So that's why that guy running that underneath crosser, underneath all that traffic, he is going to be the number one target for the quarterback on this play more often than not. Once that wheel route is taken out of the progression by that defender right here, Carson Wentz knows I have to get back to this shallow cross. That's exactly what he does. We're going to let this run. You're going to see Nelson catch this ball on the run. And now this is just God-given ability here. He's going to make one man miss. He's going to make another man miss. Two spin moves on one play, turns on the Jets, and jumps into the end zone. Big touchdown there to pull the Eagles within a score in the third quarter. Starts with the Malcolm Jenkins pass breakup. Eagles get great field position, march down the field. Nelson punches it in to get the Eagles back on the board. I could not get enough of that double spin move there from Nelly. We are going to take a quick break when we come back. We have our nominees for the Toyota Player of the Week. Of course, you know, if you vote on that one, you have a chance to win a Toyota. So stay with us for that. And then ooh, it's a short week for the Eagles. We'll be looking ahead to their matchup on the road at Green Bay on Thursday night. Stay with us. Watching the postgame show presented by Rico. Welcome back. Ike Reese in the house today. We are ready to talk to our fans. We have so many fans. Um, we are going to take a look at the Toyota Players of the Week. Three nominees that you can vote on. Uh, today's nominees, Carson Wentz, quarterback, of course, Zach Ertz, and uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, you wow. can probably tell who's getting my vote by the way I delivered that line. Um, what are you thinking about these three? <laughs> well, I mean, three, definitely three good candidates there. Obviously, Carson, he has a big impact on the game and certainly has uh, a role in the end of the game. But that play by Malcolm Jenkins, man, I That's mean. That's one I lost my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I think we I all mean, did. We were yeah. like out of our – I was like, I'm not going to yeah. be able to do a show because I am screaming so much watching this. I mean, yeah. that was exciting. Yeah, so thoughts about, no. uh, yeah, about uh, Malcolm? No, that was an awesome uh, block from Jink. You need your leaders to come up in those key moments. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you're saying, okay, Mr. Filgo, even if he makes it, it's still a one-possession game. Really, the, to me, the defense had did, done their job by stopping the Lions. Oh, yeah. So that block field goal was above and beyond. And then the return, man, I, I, well, I thought they were going in to score on that play. Well, I don't know about you, but I was feeling nostalgic from the last time we saw a blocked field goal for, with, with, uh, with the Eagles. And the, when did it happen? Oh, you know, it's 
couple months ago. Keep him alive in the postseason. Oh, that's yes. right. <laughs> I forgot about Chicago. You game. forgot yes. about Chicago? I did. I, well, I forgot he got a, a fingertip on the ball. Yeah, to, that, to was, help uh, that. that yeah. was a nice one there. All right. Um, should we look ahead to the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, we have Not to. a lot of time. Uh, yeah. So they're 3-0. and um, yeah. They've looked great this season. And, of course, Lambeau Field, not an easy place to play, you, as you know. Yeah, yeah. But you know what, Amy? These are the type of challenges that, as a player, you have to embrace. All odds against you going on the road to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the undefeated Packers, national TV. We all get it. Um, but these are the type of wins also that can turn your season around. And so this is a game where the Eagles are already shorthanded. It's on a short week. You're going on the road. To me, the quicker they get this game today out of their system, it's going to take at least 24 hours to get it out of their system and start thinking about Green Bay and the task at hand, the better chance they have to go in there and win that game. Green Bay's feeling good. They know that the Eagles are coming off a tough loss, but the Eagles are a desperate team right now. They don't want to fall to one and three. And believe me, I've seen tougher, tougher tasks conquered. I really have. Well, I mean, Green Bay isn't short... unbeatable. It's not like you're going to New England to play Thursday <laughs> Nobody night. Nobody is unbeatable exactly. in the NFL, first of all. But exactly. is there a sense that the short week might actually help them kind of rinse this out of their their? I think it bit? does. Yeah. I think it does. As a player, we don't have the benefit in this sport like baseball and basketball does, where they play multiple games in a week very often. You get it once a year, usually. And so this is the Eagles' opportunity coming off a difficult loss at home. They'll get out of town Wednesday. Hopefully you don't get on social media media and don't <laughs> listen to the radio so that you can sort of block out all the negativity that's going to be around this team on the outside, all that outside noise, and they can get back on the field Thursday night. Believe me, these guys want to get back on the field tomorrow. Oh, they yeah. they want to get this taste out of their mouth as quickly as possible. So having a road game to where they basically have to go up there and take this us against the world mentality, I think is also beneficial for them because again, you don't have the pressure of your home fan base in your ear for the next four days. They're going to get out of here Wednesday, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so, again, they can be isolated and focus solely on that game At Thursday night. At least the boos are from uh, not your own people when it yeah. comes to that. Yeah, and look, when this team, we've seen it before, when their back is against the wall, they play their best in that underdog role. Some of the best things have happened when the Eagles are underdogs. So it's definitely going to be a, a, a crazy week, but a great Thursday night matchup. And of course, we've got you covered for all of it. We will be right back here 7:50 p.m. for our kickoff show presented by Exalta. Fran Duffy of course will be joining me and then again we'll do this again. We don't have to wait a full seven days. Ike <laughs> Reese and I will be back here for the post-game show presented by Rico and of course leading up to that game PhiladelphiaEagles.com all of our social channels we have insider content reactions analysis recapping this one looking ahead it's all right here so uh, we'll see you uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Have a good night everybody.